Hi, this is Danny Ryan, uh, VP of Business Development for Three Will, and I'm here with Chris Edwards. Chris is a senior software engineer for Three Will. Thanks for coming and doing this, Chris. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, Chris has helped out with a lot of our, our migrations and uh, recently wrote a blog post on the five critical mistakes that you don't want to make when you're migrating to SharePoint 2013. So I, I wanted to uh, take a little bit of time out of his busy day and just sort of go through through that blog post and, and cover those those five things. Tell me a little bit more about you know things you've been doing recently, uh, sort of things that have led up to, to writing this blog post. Sure. So uh, more recently, I've been doing a lot of things really with a lot of our internal stuff, picking things from from SharePoint, our own internal SharePoint extranet, and pushing them out to Office 365. So kind of learning a lot of lessons about how, how to actually do that properly, or maybe not so properly, but learning the lessons <laughs> and, and dealing with uh, the, the, the fallout from that. So uh, also been doing uh, some, some work, both internal and external, with moving Jive customers um, to Office 365 and to SharePoint in general. So uh, learned quite a few things about how to make that work and, and try, to do, uh, try to do a good job with that. Awesome, very cool. So you had uh, you'd, you'd gone through and sort of looked at five mistakes that that people had made. The first one that you you point out is is a, a lack of knowledge of the the product and platform or changes that that have to do with that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so that's one of the things that uh, if you're not aware, like at SharePoint 2013. Uh, there's some things that you know that there's quite a substantial difference from from its previous version. Uh, things like uh, the data sheet view. Uh, people that are used to working with SharePoint used to more of an Excel-like experience working with lists and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, they may expect that data sheet view to just be the exact same in 2013. Well, uh, it's not quite the same thing. It's a little different. They've, they've made it better in the sense that it supports more browsers, but. You know, it, the whole copy-paste concept of working with Excel and dealing with it like it was previously, is, it's not quite the same experience. Gotcha. Uh, and it kind of throws people off a little bit. Um, other things like the app, more of an app-centric model, uh, things are more app store-ish uh, type of kind of feel to it in SharePoint 2013. Uh, even lists, even custom lists are now apps. So just, you know, people aren't necessarily familiar with that. It's a little different paradigm. Uh, gotcha. And another big one. Uh, I would say is the search. Search is vastly improved, I would say, in, in the new version of, of SharePoint. Um, but its configuration is quite a bit different. So there's, there's a learning curve to, to go through uh, and understand how to deal with that configuration. And the reason why I, I put that you know, in this post is that it, you really need to spend time to understand that first before you just attempt to try and migrate to, to SharePoint cool. 2013. Um, without just understanding it, I mean, you could migrate and then be in a situation where you don't understand how to configure it properly and confuse your users. So that, that's really, it's just making people aware uh, that they need to invest some time in understanding the differences and, and why they, um, and why they're, what they're really accomplishing uh, by moving to 2013. That's great. And I also saw the, that you put a more detailed list in the post as well. That's if people great. wanted to go find some more about uh, more details and including the ones that you had covered. Yes. Now the next one that you have is a incorrect hosting choice. Tell me more about that one. Yeah, so the thought on the incorrect hosting cho choice is, you know, it's really that question, the bigger question of should I uh, be on premises or should I be in the cloud? Should I go ahead and move to Office 365? Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, this, there, are, there seems to be some misunderstanding in terms of uh, when I go to Office 365, what do I give up? 
You know, am I giving up security? Am I giving up the ability to control things? Yes and no. Um, but it, it, I think with the, with the hesitation of some of those questions and thinking through those questions, they'll automate. I've seen people make the choice to go to an on-premises solution mm-hmm. when they really need to be considering some of the the really nice features that that Microsoft's rolling out with with Office 365 mm-hmm. and, and some of the cool new stuff that they're they're continuing to enhance the product. By, you know. And, you know, in that particular world. So, um, yeah, I would encourage you know folks to, to check out more of what Office three sixty five has to offer, and, and don't just get um, kind of bogged down into oh, do I, do I have control or not? You mm-hmm. yes, you do have control. Are you do you have as much control as you used to? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's actually you know some more detail on that type of conversation uh, in the new business new business operating system white paper that's been that we put out there. Right. So. Uh, you guys can take a look at that if you want to find more more detail on that kind of conversation. I guess this is also where the the where hybrid comes into play too, where you may have a little bit of each. Or, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I bring this into play just because it's, you really want to think through yeah. uh, making a wise choice out of where to host. Don't just assume I had on premises before. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm, I need to go ahead and do the same thing again. It's really a good time to make make a proper choice. And I know for some other clients that we've, we've um, actually guided them through that whole process of deciding. Right, exactly. Uh, and there's, there's even decisions if you're deciding to go all cloud that, that uh, you need to make. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's not as straightforward sometimes as you might expect it to be. Now the next one that you have is uh, uh, not prop- properly identifying customizations. What, what's that all about? That's more of the kind of the physical aspect of if I want to upgrade from like say SharePoint 2010 or SharePoint 2007 to 2013, um, or you just want to get things um, kind of moved up the upgrade path. Uh, it's, it's very easy to, to overlook or to just kind of like leave things, uh, maybe old stale content, things like that in place. Mm-hmm. I've seen this happen where you know you may have some some old connector type, some old web parts or some old things. Kind of lingering around, they make their way into SharePoint 2013, and then mm-hmm. it's, it's stuff that's there in the list. It's just confusing to people. Yep. It, it's just the lingering things that um, you can potentially get away with, but it, it ends up, you know, becoming part of your your system of record basically in 2013 and can cause problems. Typically, when you're when you're dealing with those, you know, SharePoint 2013 does a good job of blocking you and, and not letting you upgrade. But things do get through, and you do you, you can confuse people if you don't try to plan for and and account for those customizations properly. Is there a way you can go see what customizations have been made? Yeah, there's actually, the blog post itself talks about uh, a PowerShell command, it's called uh-huh. test, uh, SP Content Database. It does some basic testing to say, okay, here's some customizations that are in place that I don't, I'm not aware of, I can't find, mm-hmm. uh, I can't resolve, basically. I can't, I've got a web part, I can't resolve where it lives uh, in your system. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna report that to you. You know, so it's an example of how you'd go after that. Maybe a feature has been installed in the old version of SharePoint, and you try to bring it over in the new one. It just doesn't know how to find that. Um, that particular PowerShell command that's referenced in the blog post as well, um, uh, we'll show you that kind of stuff. Now, the next one has to do with where your users are managed and not establishing an authoritative uh identity store. Tell me more about that. Yeah, so this is more of that, that kind of that hybrid uh, question as well. Do you know? Do you want your users to be uh, only on premises, only in your own company domain, Active Directory? Maybe that's what you want. Or do you want them to live uh, in the cloud, maybe in Azure AD? Or do you want a combination of, of the two? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of it's very similar to what we talked about earlier with 
uh, choosing the right hosting provider and gotcha. choosing the hosting. So it's just making sure you understand uh, kind of where the users live. I know we made a mistake is where we try to we set up our users independently and then we try to set up email after doing that and then we ended up finding we needed to kind of go back and redo that operation. So you want to avoid those kind of redos, if you will, of, of setting up users, um, you know, making a mistake of trying to, to, to migrate. Oh, I found out that these users are trying to come over again a second time and therefore <laughs> just creating duplicates. You know, there's little mechanical things that, um, that confuse people and uh, and just slow down the whole process. At least we did this when we were moving over and we, not for yeah. someone else. Yep. So very cool. Now the last one that you have in here is is a lack of of communication preparation. Um, what what have you seen there? Uh, I mean, this is kind of a general kind of a catch all. Is that, you know, it, if you're moving, you know, a, a company or corporate SharePoint, you know, or or some some sort of system of record into SharePoint 2013. I mean, you really want to let people know kind of what's going on mm-hmm. uh, and give them a chance to to back up their content or to, to be aware that their content's going to be moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen situations where, you know, it, it's there's a deadline. People have, you know, the IT shop has to get things moved over and they don't yeah. necessarily communicate as, as best possible. And, that, you know, that even if they do the best job possible of moving this content, making it work, mm-hmm. uh, it if people aren't comfortable with where it's going and aren't familiar with it, it it's, could, could cause a project to fail. Mm-hmm. So it's just making sure that everyone is on board. You know, these, you're dealing with a lot of people's content, a lot of people's stuff. So awesome. it's just making sure that uh, you know, the trust level stays. Great. Well, this is, a, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And just a reminder to our listeners, we actually have a, a, a webinar that's coming up on April 17th that, uh, that Chris and I will be having similar conversation to this and uh, love for you to join us there. You can, you can register that, uh, for that by going to threewheel.com slash calendar. Thanks so much again, Chris, for your time. Thanks. Bye-bye.